0: That you'd never have known honestly. And with an Alsatian as well, but there you go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he's back with you tomorrow. Au revoir. Very slim today. Everybody's losing weight actually recently except me. No, I tuck my shirt in. Oh, don't talk about tucking. I can't tuck shirts in. I thought about that at one point actually, I nearly this morning. I always had a breakdown or something. I thought, I'll tuck my shirt. I thought, what's the point, Stephen? What is the point? It's Monday morning. Who the hell's going to see you? You're going to walk out of the building. Yeah, I know, but, I mean, you've seen me every day, so it makes no difference. You know, I'm I'm not going to. Actually, I I thought about you the other day. Why was I thinking about you? I was thinking about you because somebody sent me in some well-known Chinese phrases and sayings. (laughs) I was going to do them on the programme for you this morning. Uh, And then I I got so excited when I, I came in. And, and I suddenly realised that, unfortunately, there is no life on other planets. You know, much as though the Barmy Brigade and the E.T. phone home brigade are all going, oh, well, of course, it's far too big. How do they know? Well, they know a lot more than you do. And, and it's, it's... all Have you noticed? It's, it's evenly split on it. At one time, you could say it was mainly sort of blokes who'd be interested. Now, it turns out the women are the balmy ones on this one. Uh, there are other things on other planets. No, there's not, dear. There's, a, there's an old teacup in your cupboard, and that's as far as it goes. There is no little E.T. Thing. You can go as far as you like. It ain't out there, all right? It's like... It's, it's, it's the crop circles. I remember we used to have one one poor, deluded soul used to write in about, about the crop circles, going, uh, you know, I think they're not... Ma- I mean, even... Even if, I know, even if you actually produce students who said, we did this, they still don't believe them. You can't, it's it's a no-win situation with the Barmies. Because you can have students on television going, yeah, we made this last night. And then strange people like Reg Presley of the Trogs will go, no, they didn't. They go, yes, they did. And I read a piece the other day, you'll wet yourself on this one. I happen to have typed in on, on Google, the gr- inside the Great Pyramids... Because you can go inside, in, in the Great Pyramid at Giza, uh, they only allow in two, uh, 300 people a day. 150 in the morning and 150 in the afternoon, because breathing, apparently, produces moisture. The moisture then can produce oxidisation and salt in the uh, in the the tomb, and it's very dangerous for it. So they limit the amount of people there. And there's a site which is devoted to again the Barmies, who say we have studied the great pyramids, and we have come to the conclusion they were made by people from another world. And they've got a whole, they've got pages and pages on, I mean, you can shoot holes in every bit of it. And I guarantee I'll, I will get a balmy this morning who will write it and go, I think you'll find there are, you know, these were from little green men coming down in spacecraft making a pyramid. That's right. So the people of Cairo sat there and went, do you know it's marvellous, this spacecraft stuff, isn't it? All these years before Steven Spielberg, look at this, look, Oh, that's E.T. making one. And there's somebody from do, 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 do. You remember that one? Close Encounters. Where do you ever see Close Encounters? It was it was where he's he's going along a country road and this thing goes whoosh, straight over his head. And it turns out that all the scientists have been sending out this code, and the code is do 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 do, and this apparently attracts spaceships. Well, I've stood outside on a Saturday night with a bottle of wine going. Do 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 nothing, not a bloody peep out of anything at all. Nothing. A couple of startled pigeons sitting there, looking, going, "What the hell's he doing now?" Do do do. And when they do it, the, these people climb onto a mountain. They look in, and there's a big crater, and there's all the scientists from NASA. And then all of a sudden, over the top of the hill, comes little from behind the mountain. This enormous spacecraft. It looks like the thing out of Independence Day, only less less fantastic. And it goes. Doo, 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 doo. And it's really quite exciting. I wonder why you didn't recognise the tune. You don't know the tune. Oh, good heavens above, honestly. You're not into spacecrafts, are you? So why'd you dress like a Martian, then? Come in here every day, your little pink outfit. Honestly, she's got this little outfit. She's got little little antennas on it and all the rest of it. Little batteries inside, you know, which turn the antennas round so she can make contact with somebody living. It's all a bit embarrassing, really. Anyway, trust you all, a good weekend? Was it nice? Don't all shout at once. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. It wasn't really that interesting I wish I'd not asked actually. I'm just you know curious as to to why everybody is here at this time of the morning. Miranda is the new queen of comedy. she's got three awards yeah, I know. I know. So <laughs> I thought you were a fan of Miranda. I spoke to... no, I'm not no i mean i i don't I don't quite get it. I'm sure I'm sure she's very good, but it, it doesn't quite yeah it doesn't you think she's funny-ish. very difficult to find funny women. Is she funny because she's plain? you know I mean would would she have been funny if she was terribly attractive? Or is it because she's just talking about ordinary things for for women? She got the people's choice. So that was quite good. Uh, hosted by Jonathan Ross. And he did a couple of uh, near-the-knuckle jokes. And strangely enough, said he didn't like Frankie Boyle. Which, you know, because he said it was a bit offensive. And I thought, well, a lot of the things that you said were very offensive, Jonathan. You know, just because you don't find something funny, doesn't mean to say other people don't. And of course, Frankie Boyle is funny in certain certain departments. I don't know what departments they would be. Everybody's funny, aren't they? I'm quite sure there are 99.9% of everybody going, you're very funny, Steve. You're a very funny person. We've driven into London in the morning, and we've turned on the radio, and to be honest with you, there ain't much on at this time. Because the majority of the overnight people are just about falling asleep. They've just about managed to get to the end of the shift without going clunk and out completely. Whereas, you see, this is the beginning of my day, so I'm like as chirpy as a butterfly. I'm like cooking with gas. I'm like... Happy... Butterflies are very chirpy. Have you seen butterflies? Flap, 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 flap everywhere. I've seen them in, in the jungle. I've seen a David Attenborough programme where on, I was on the jungle on my television and I was watching them because you feel like you're there because my television is, is like 3D and, it's like, and, you, and you feel that you're walking through the, the jungle and, and, the cu- and the monkey... uh, 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 do, 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 do. And there's all these things coming over the top. And then millions on this particular day, millions of butterflies. They just... Dis- millions of them. And it's like a cloud. It's, like, fantastic. Because I'm I'm really big into butterflies, but don't ever touch them. Because, you know, the old thing years ago used to be, oh, let's pick it up by its wings. No! Because they've got powder on there, and you touching them, all of a sudden they can't fly. So you must never ever touch butterflies. You just have to appreciate the fact that they're nice. We don't see that many, do we? I get a few, but not not as many as they used to be years ago. Cabbage white was the only one I remember. And I used to think, oh, perhaps it just likes cabbages. And then we show Red Admirals and Blue Admirals. I can't tell you any of the other ones, but I went to Cyan House about a year ago and they've got the butterfly house and then they've got the butterfly place where the dead butterflies go and then they pin them to boards. Uh, Butterfly heaven, I think. they're Not if you're the butterfly. We're going to bury you. No, we're not. We're going to stick pins through you and stick you onto a board. But some of the, the wings, wow, absolutely beautiful. I mean, just absolutely stunning. I don't know why I'm talking about butterflies. I'm not remotely interested in butterflies this morning. It's Monday morning. And uh, you're, you're you're probably thinking, A, how many excuses can I come up with so I don't have to go to work? Or secondly, can't I just have another ten minutes in bed and the wife or the boyfriend or the or the husband's... Pretty, get up now. Oh, God. And there's nothing worse, is there, than you having to get up but your partner isn't having to get up. And they're still warm in bed. And it's written, get up, like, oh, there's another five minutes. No! And when you get up, just go make me a cup of tea and then I'll, I'll go back to sleep and, and just lie and luxuriate in the fact I've now got the whole bed. That's what people do. I remember it years ago. You get oh, the whole bed. Oh, it was lovely. Aren't you going to get up and come and see me off to work? No, I don't think so. You're not going to come and wave me off at the window? Yeah, bye. <laughs> OK, see you later, shall I? Maybe. It depends on what time I actually can be bothered to get up today. And they're all warm in the bed, especially if it's winter and it's like, oh, pfft. <laughs> Terrible. I did buy my brother's, um, radiators. I can't remember if I told you last week. You know, we, because he's, he's got this warm air heating, and it's rubbish. Warm air heating is just terrible. And it's an old system, and it would probably cost a couple of thousand quid to put a new one in. And it's, it's frankly, it's not worth it. So, uh, when I stayed at this hotel, they had these lovely radiators uh, from Nobu, or Novu or something, Nova, Nobu, no, Nobu, yeah, Nobu's a restaurant, isn't it? They might do radiators, too. And so I'd seen them, I don't know, perhaps it's a part-time job, you know, uh, first of all, we're going to do you chicken chow mein, and now we're going to do radiators. You know, it's a sideline. And so I'd looked at them, and I thought they were about 140 quid each. Anyway, he found the same company, uh, with slightly less flash radiators, and we got five of them for about 207 quid. Literally it's going to cost about 300 to fit the things, but it doesn't, that doesn't matter. They come with all the fittings and they're slim, so I just ordered them, and uh, hopefully this place should be as warm as toast, which is good, isn't it? I like that. Um, the one thing that worries a lot of people nowadays, and it probably worries you, and especially as everything's going up in price, petrol is due to be going up again, food costs more... Uh, Although I was talking to actually one of my neighbours, and he's a a decorator, and he said, you know, people say, oh, you're going to be worse off this year. He said, I don't necessarily think I'm going to be worse off. He said, I just maybe don't buy something I bought last year, but I don't physically notice. It's like, I don't physically notice anything that I've had to cut back on. I've got to put petrol in the car. There's no two ways about it. It doesn't matter. You know, we've all got to pay the same price makes makes no difference what sort of car you've got you've got to put petrol in it because it ain't running on anything else unless you've got an electric car in which case you've still got to charge it up and you've got to pay for the electric so either way this year if you start analysing you will be you will be worse off and there's uh, one bloke here uh, called David Sheehy and he he got himself into debt David Sheehy yeah got himself into debt um, in Tewksbury. and he uh, his de- Now, when you look at it in terms of a debt, it doesn't seem like £2,300. See, I don't see £2,300 as being a huge debt. Not a big enough debt to kill yourself. And he killed himself over his rent arrears. He he got to 1500 and they said, listen, how are you going to pay this money back? And some people don't make provision. What they do is they bury their head in the sand, they kind of forget about it and hope that, you know, it's just going to vanish and disappear, but it doesn't. I know because I've been in that situation. The one thing they always say you're supposed to do, if you get into debt, is go and see Citizens Advice, go and see a debt management person. I I used to ignore the adverts on the television. Why not consolidate all your debts into just one payment to us? No thank you. So I didn't bother with things like that. But Citizens Advice do it. All sorts of people offer some sort of counselling. The one person you should talk to is your bank manager you must definitely talk to your bank manager because without talking to them egg and chips twice please <laughs> and a toasted bacon, thank you yeah, yeah ok lovely And uh, you must always talk to somebody, you must talk to your bank manager, when, when, I, when I got into trouble donkey about 30 years ago and eventually the bank said right we want to see you come in, thought, oh no So I went in to see the bank and they took that, my my checkbook and the card and everything else. And I suddenly thought, wait a minute, how am I going to make some money? But in fact, it was the best thing that they ever did. And then when I started earning some money, it was okay. But at the time, you see no end in sight. But they will say, right, listen, this is what you've got coming in. This is what you've got going out. It's not matching up, is it? So you've got to cut back on things. So I cut back and eventually I did it. This man killed himself over £2,300. It's just a drop in the ocean. But for him... It was it was life and death. Quarter past five. These are the headlines. The Metropolitan Police are facing pressure to reopen its investigation into illegal phone hacking. Amid claims Gordon Brown may have been among the victims. Senior politicians from both government and opposition have combined to demand police investigate fully the latest allegations. a 32-year-old neighbour of Joe Yates is in court a bit later, charged with her murder. Vincent tobacco lived next door to the 25-year-old in the Clifton area of Bristol. He was charged on Saturday night. And women in Britain are more likely to be diagnosed with breast cancer than those in most other developed countries. Unhealthy lifestyles are to blame. The World Health Organization reckons 46,000 cases could be avoided if women here drank less and did more exercise. So have a check on the roads for you this morning, Jay Louise. Thank you very much. James O'Brien, this morning from 10. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. 19 minutes past five. Do you remember years ago, if you are over the age of 35, you'll remember they used to do something uh, many years ago called dry shampoo. And dry shampoo was made by, uh, it was called Aero. I know it sounds like a chocolate bar, but it wasn't. And it sounds horrible. And it was a little tiny puffer bottle with what looked to me like talcum powder. And the idea was that you go, or if you can't be bothered, to be honest with you, it was more bloody trouble than it was worth. Because in the end, you you would put it on, and I used to have fairly long hair at the time. I looked a little bit, a little bit like a supermodel. And you you powder this stuff on, and then you sort of brush it, and then you brush it out. Well, whichever way you did it, you always went out with bits of talcum powder stuck to your hair. It would have been so much easier to stick your head under the tap. And we've all done it. Do you remember when you sit in the bath? Before... The people listening who remember that we didn't have the shower attachment. There used to be a thing that you'd put on the taps, a little rubber thing, hot and cold. And you'd do that, and then you'd be halfway through, and all of a sudden, the cold one would fall off. And you ah, ah! Terrible. You remember that? But, so, we, we used to sit there. In the bath, I used to have... A measuring jug and you would dip it into the bath water and pour it over your head but if you were really good you could lie down in the bath and go and stick your head actually under the water and this was a way and you go like that when you were sort of i know i can't help it it's a bit like gargling with salt water but and it was and you used to do your hair like that and i used to have very long hair and it used to flow out behind me and i used to imagine i was like a silver advert on the television i never was (laughs) <laughs> I imagined I was a silver Silvercrest advert, and so you, you do that, and then they brought out this arrow, and you go pff, 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 all round your hair, and you go, And the idea was that the talcum powder would absorb the grease. Not that my hair was ever greasy, you know. Some people look as though they've got greasy hair all the time. I never looked as though I had greasy hair because I washed it all the time. And the people are going, "Oh no, you shouldn't wash your hair every day because you're washing the oils out of it." Thought, there isn't any oil in my hair.
1: Do do
0: do do and and so I used to put this up. Well, apparently it's all making a comeback. Dry shampoo is making a comeback. For people whose lives are just so busy they just haven't got time to stick their head under the tap. What a load of old rubbish. What a load of old rubbish. And apparently now, Tony and Guy, whose dry shampoo brand has seen sales rise by 47%, says it was the secret backstage weapon that went global. Well, I like the idea of weaving global into it. I mean, I'm quite in favour of this. But I've never... The backstage secret. Well, you know, what? So you've got... You've got talcum powder in your hair. Oh, blimey. Ridiculous. Anyway, I'm I'm very much indebted uh, to Diane, who sent me the Teach Yourself Chinese in five minutes. Okay. And this is very good. Yeah, you like this one, okay? That's not right. Something ting wong. You don't like that? You'll like the next one. It's even funnier. There's... <laughs> These are these are all quite. They're all across the internet. These ones, they're all across the internet. Tai tiny pony, as in you have to see it written though. It it works better when you see it written because Tai is T A I N I P O N I, which is small horse, which I quite like. I think they're very good actually. Uh, I particularly like the. (laughs) I think you need a facelift. Chin too fat which I think is very appropriate round here. But I've I found another one. I've found another one. Oh, there's, it's very dark in here. Why so dim? If you see it written down, it looks it looks better. So there's, there's a woman here, Thelma Grey. Thelma Grey is a little, kindly, grey-haired old lady. Thelma is uh, 69. She's blind in one eye. eye. Uh, she's diabetic, but she's a thieving old toe rag, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, she's a benefit fraudster. She's ripped you off to the tune of... £63,000. Yes, good old Thelma Gray, the thieving old pensioner, has gone to prison. We finally decided you're going to rot in hell, you lying old bag. She pretended to be single. The judge has sent out a warning that far from, because we all think, don't we, that the courts are very soft on these kind of old benefit fraudsters, and Thelma Gray is a benefit fraudster. What she did was she pretended to be single for nine years. And she thieved sixty-three thousand. She's paid back nine thousand, but you know, I mean, to be honest with you, let's hang her. You know, ding dong, the witch is dead. Thieving old bag. There's loads of them out there. Uh, last year, I mean, it, it it isn't actually just Thelma. Obviously, Thelma Gray, thieving old bag, and benefit fraudster. It runs in the family, because her son Andrew admitted three benefit fraud charges. ...admitting to £33,000. My God! What a thieving old family you are, Thelma Gray. But anyway, darling, you enjoy your life in prison. Because you're going to be staying there as long as possible. Uh, They've only sent her to prison for uh, eight months... See, I'd make it eight years, I'm afraid. And then when you come out, I take everything away from you. Everything. Your television, everything. Because I don't think you'd be able to prove on what you spent 63,000 quid on. And frankly, you've, you've deprived other people of money. Small wonder when some people go in there, you know, people with children who are dying. Remember that story of the father whose daughter was dying and they wouldn't give him any benefits? It's thieving old bags like Thelma, who thieve from other people. You horrible, horrible old woman, you. Horrible old woman. I hope they sort you out when you get inside, darling. I hope they, like, get out of my prison. Oh, guess who's joining EastEnders? Yeah, gonna make you a star. David Essex. See, good impression. Look at that. She knew straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was not a bad impression, actually. David Essex is gonna join. He's 63. uh, Best known for such hitches. Hold me close, don't let me go sounded like he needed to gargle. So uh, with ni- nails. Niles, 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 uh, with Niall and I, and uh, so he's going to join as uh, father of Michael and uncle to Alfie Moon. Mm. The Moon family. Just every time I see the Moon family, it doesn't kind of ring true to me. But it's it's, it's so that's all right, isn't it? Luckily, luckily, um, here she is in all the papers today. It's uh, Miss Cunningham. Her name is uh, Brigitte Cunningham. Uh, she has a flat in London, single mother, and luckily slept with big, fat, ugly Tory. But only slept with him once, and then luckily went and found Max Clifford. I mean, oh, dear, that was a gift from heaven, wasn't it? So the picture of uh, Birgit Cunningham, and um, and here she is. Actually, strange enough, she doesn't look like the usual sort of single mother. She looks like sort of mum who needs to support herself, and the way she supports herself is by, in this particular instance, sleeping with uh, Lord Strathclyde who allegedly had sex with her, and they played music. I mean, I was saying to the producer, I don't know about you and me, but to be honest with you, I've, I've never actually sort of made love to music. I tried it once to the 1812 Overture and, frankly, nearly ruptured myself. It's, it's not really worth it. But strangely enough, she was a member of the Green Party. And you might remember Birgit Cunningham, because in the year 2000, she smeared a chocolate eclair in the face of Nick Brown. She's an attention seeker. She's one of these who... So, in other words, we've tried that. That's not got us anywhere. Oh, let's sleep with somebody. And then let's go and sell the story. I mean, I'm sure her parents are absolutely thrilled that she's, uh, she's absolutely marvellous. But what is it? You know, I mean, years ago in my day, you slept with somebody and, and you didn't go and tell people about it. I'm looking at a picture of her. There's something not quite right You know, you gaze at the picture and you think, you're not all there, love, are you? You're not quite all there. You sleep with somebody once and then you go, right, done that. Okay, right, Max, hello, guess who I've just slept with. And then you sell the story. It's a bit tacky and uh, she probably is a bit tacky, but she has a bit of history, this one. So it's not all just a bit of a surprise and like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I slept with this man. It it now becomes, I mean, I'm, I'm dreading the next revelation. Because every time I open up the papers, there's another revelation of who slept with whom. I'm just waiting for the first one. I slept with Steve Allen. By Steve Allen. Uh, which is very good indeed. Anyway, uh, Elton John loves being a new father, which is good. Why is it every picture of, um, Princess Beatrice. She looks like she's a rabbit caught in the headlights of a car about to run her over. You know, the big wide eyes and the big smile. It's not attractive, whichever way you look at it. I don't care. I'm sorry. You know, I think you have to... Well, then you look at the mother. And, uh, there was a rumour the other day in the paper that Fergie is going to be invited to the wedding. <laughs> over Prince Philip's dead body, I should imagine. Have... have that woman here. Get out! Oh, God, no. Oh, dear. Toe-sucking... Tacky old Sarah Ferguson? Definitely not. Well, the daughters will take in, but, oh, my God, we're pushing a bit on them. Because one of them's quite nice and the other one is... We don't know what she does, actually. I I wish I could kind of work out what anybody in the royal family does nowadays. I know Anthony was talking about it and I was confused at the end as I was at the beginning. LB. (laughs) Do,
1: do, do,
0: do. Nothing out there. Nothing at all. Far as the eye can see, nothing! Which is great, isn't it? Because the scientists have finally come up with the conclusion that there is absolutely diddly-squat out there in space. No life, no nothing. The nearest thing to life, as they say, life is not little people wandering around or whizzing around on space cars like all the, all the Barmies want you to believe. You know, that's just unfortunately in their sad, lonely little minds. No, it, it can be like a little drop of water. That can be life. You know, it's a bit like a David Attenborough programme. Fun-loving Jordan... Foul-mouthed old bag, Jordan, the only woman who can make cloisters look cheap. I mean, she turns up looking cheap and tarty because she was there to play polo. No, she wasn't. Uh, Then they they said she was there to get away from all the thing uh, that's going on with Alex. No, she wasn't. She was there because her equestrian company was sponsoring the annual snow polo tournament. So she goes over there with the children and dumps them off on the sister and all the rest of it, even though she told all the people, you know, what are you doing, partying? I'm just having a bit of fun. Anyway, my children come first. Mm. First in front of the cameras, first to go into bed, first to do this, first to do everything else, but that's her business. So she spent Friday and Saturday living it up, and one of the blokes she was with was champagne-swilling Cedric Schwermy, who's with uh, the Quantum of Solace actress, Karine Lanz. He said, I live in Mexico, I've got no idea who she is. But we had quite a nice time. he probably thinks she's absolutely loaded. You wait till he reads the stories about her. The wife would be going, keep well away. She's got history. She's got history. But uh, anyway, she's now going to fly home again, having sponsored this thing, having having made most of Cloisters look very cheap. She's also the only one out there. The trouble is you can look at people in Cloisters and you know who's got money and who hasn't got money. And she just doesn't look as though she's got money, unfortunately. A Bit of a shame, isn't it? But, I mean, she, she, she's done her best, I suppose. Um, another one here in the paper. Try trying to find something that was, that was interesting about people you've heard of. Oh, it's apparently Ashley Cole and Kayla Collins have split. No, they met in the jungle. And she's Playboy Girl, Playboy Bunny. And she used to live at Hugh Hefner's mansion, but there again, who didn't? And Ashley Cole is just Ashley Cole. But anyway, apparently uh, she was out seen the other day with Essex Gimp Mark Wright. She went to his birthday party in Woodford, Ooh, class. So she's obviously doing all the really upmarket things. Obviously, her agent's not working very hard for her. That's the best they can get her. The only way is Essex because at the comedy awards, oh, lovely! Look at that. That's some foam, some foam, and everything. Just
1: don't ask how.
0: No, best, best not know. Best not know. Uh, yes, the, the on the only way is Essex. When they did it at the um, the comedy awards, they had three of them coming on to try and read the auto cue. They had the little camp gay boy. Thick as a plank. Oh you don't watch it. And then they had Amy. Amy was wearing clothes that don't fit her. As I said yesterday, it's a shame really because you've got um Dermato Dreary. And as somebody said he's looking more and more like Mr. Gribsdale, Mr Grip, because his clothes don't fit. You know, if his clothes fitted properly and he bought something perhaps he's too mean to buy clothes in his own size because they're too small. Buy the clothes that fit you, popsykins. You know, then it'd be a lot easier, won't it? Uh, eight four eight five zero. Oh, uh Thank you. Sorry. Yes, the uh, the thieving old git, the uh, the woman, Thelma, went on the run as well. She skipped over to the Isle of Wight, thinking she should she could carry on her little um, her little scam over there. What a thieving old b- hanger! Hanger. Let's bring back hanging for people who benefit fraud. Uh, Ray and Barkingside said if there aren't any little green men. How do you explain susan Boyle do 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 she could be a little old green woman couldn 't she? I suppose little old green woman? I quite like that idea. Miranda is awful, says Paul in Farnborough. She only won because she 's a woman. Well, they were looking for female comedy weren't they? I'm, I'm only guessing actually that was why and um, And she is on the BBC well yes, I mean I mean she is there, and they do promote people until they eventually hit he says p s aliens in crop circles forever and ever. And ever. And ever. Because crop circles are just drunk students and aliens. It's very sweet, but they don't exist. Only to two old bags in Arkansas. When I was sitting here on the porch with Minnie. I was with you, Minnie, was I not? We've been sitting here, we've been smoking these little things and cigarettes. And this alien craft came down and, Minnie, you spoke to him, didn't you? You spoke to him. They're all like that over there. They never land in Blooming Leicester Square or Trafalgar Square. You know, we've got all the lights going on round here. Come and land here, sweet peas. Come on, come on. Oh, no, nothing at all. There you go. Uh, Gary says, you had a bank account 30 years ago when you were nine. Yeah, OK. Come on. Come on, everybody had a post office account when they were nine. Everybody. David Essex was going to join EastEnders a long time ago, says Keith, but uh, turned it down. Obviously now decided, after all the fun of the fair closed over the road, that uh, it was probably a good time to join. He's not joining till uh, October, so it's, it's much later in the year, I'm afraid. Uh, Ian says, I've worked all my life and need to sign on uh, for a month once. Uh, wouldn't give me anything as so I've missed the national insurance once for a month. How do these people get thousands? They thieve. They lie. She lied that she was single. Because you know the biggest scam that's operating with, uh, with people for, um, for benefit fraud is they claim that they're married, and then they claim that they arrive in the country, and then they split up. And that's how you get two lots of, uh, of benefit. They're not actually splitting up. 99.9% of them are benefit fraudsters. You know, I'd, I'd, they were talking the other day, what were they saying? Do you remember, you old enough to remember the uh, Guardian Angels on the underground. It stopped a load of old people uh, running through, thieving off people. And uh, they're now thinking of bringing back some sort of security on the underground. Which I quite welcome. Because I tell you, I want to be on the underground in the morning when I'm on it. My God, there's some bloody dodgy looking people. Oh, my God. I take the tube in the morning. I do so. I take the tube. I have my own compartment. It is reserved and everything else. And it has people either end to make sure. No, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. No camouflage clothing. Thank you. Another carriage. And I, st- I don't want anybody who's got luggage who looks like they're going to Heathrow. I don't want anybody like that. Thank you. You're leaving the country. No, 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 no. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. And so I have the carriage all to myself, which is quite... So I stand there and I stare people out. I stand there and, yeah, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Think you're odd, <laughs> <coughs> Little green men sitting there. Uh, 84850, Glenn says, Fine words about the benefit... Thing, but eight months. So out by the end of May to enjoy the summer, courtesy of the taxpayer. Yeah, you know, she's paid back nine thousand. I tell you, if I lived next door to her, I'd be creating merry hell. I'm afraid, merry hell. No wonder stealing money from the workforce is so popular. Hardly a penalty, is it? What about the outstanding monies? Is that it? All over? Yeah, because once she's been to prison, that's it. You see, I'd be round, and I tell you what I'd be doing. But, you, but I can't think of anything that would hit her hard like she's hit other people hard. There'd be people who, who will not get benefits because this thieving old bag and her thieving son have stolen over £100,000. That's what they've stolen. And she has no room. I couldn't give a toss whether she's 69, blind, with diabetes. She's a thief. Whichever way you look at it, she's a thief. And uh, and that, you know, I, you'd want to send round kids, break into the house when the old woman's out, steal everything. I mean, she can't she get people have stolen or my... Really? Imagine that. Good heavens above. Well, that's a shame, isn't it? Anyway, moving on to other things. Somebody said to me, in fact, my, my driver this morning said to me, he said, if I reported a stolen phone, do you think the police would be interested? If I actually tracked it... I said, no, they wouldn't. I like, absolutely wouldn't. Thousands of phones get stolen every day. James O'Brien lost his phone the other day. And, and it, was, it was what? And, and Amanda's was stolen. From her handbag, you know, because she was dancing around it in the club. And, uh, and magically it just disappeared. And anyway, but O'Brien didn't back up his phone... Fa- I said, have you backed up your phone numbers? And he said, no. I said, go into any shop where, where you've got your account, you know, if it's O two 2 or whatever it is, and say, can you back up these numbers for me? And they'll put them on a SIM card for you for about a fiver or something. It's well worth it, just in case you lose your phone. Because without your phone, and all you- He went on and on about, oh, got to the point of boredom. And I said... Oh, Um, the, uh, (coughs) Sorry. No, it's lovely coffee. Really, seriously, the froth's evaporated now, with a little bit of a worry, because normally when I've had Starbucks coffee, the froth stays until the end, and on here it doesn't. We'll have to buy a machine, won't we? We'll have to buy a machine and get you a... Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm thinking a machine, proper machine, and get you a little outfit to wear with, like, a little hat and a little apron with, you know, cheeky coffee on the front or something like that. And then you could, we can put a hatch in through there, and then we can put arrows down the corridor, and people could walk past XFM and Dave Berry and, and Classic and then come and get coffee here. And you could do croissant, toasted ham and cheese, toasted ham and cheese, croque monsieur, croque madame. <laughs> she could do all of that. Yeah. Could eat a croque monsieur. Oh, could you? I couldn't eat anything now. I couldn't, I'm, I'm going on a diet today. Because I've eaten, I've hardly eaten anything at all today. Especially, fr- I've got people writing in on Sunday, saying Friday's show was very funny, you must eat jelly babies again. And I said, I don't really think so, no, because I can't remember very much about Friday's show. Because people then phone me, they go, God, what were you like this morning I've got? I wish I could remember. Funny, isn't it? Some people, it's like, it, you, can, you can roughly put it down to being like, we used to have a presenter years ago, and uh, he had a, he was an alcoholic i was going to say a drink problem. In fact, it, it was quite an occupational hazard in the early days because we were based in Fleet Street, and most journalists were drunks. In fact, many of the television newsreaders went on air drunk. It is you know you don't need to be clever to look at Reginald Bosenquet to realise he was three sheets to the wind. You know most of these people sat there because that was the culture. People drank and and they still drink now. It was over business lunches and everything else. And we had uh, we had a couple of presenters. And this particular one drank, and he would he would drink, but he, he was very good on it. I know when I say he was very good, he, he actually worked better on drink than he did without it. And he would have about six double vodkas before he went on air. And it's the se- same, and then you, you go, you, it's then false economy, isn't it? You do a programme, people go, God, you were very good. Well you think? Oh, thank you. And so if I have like half a pack of Jelly Babies, my sugar overload is so much so that, I mean, I can be hilarious, but I've got no idea where I am as was patently obvious from Friday's show. Apparently it's one of our bigger downloads that we've had over the past week or so. So uh, do check out the podcast, lbc.co.uk, for as little as £2 a month. You too can share the, uh, the experience if you're diabetic. It's not much use to anybody else. You know, you could eat a whole packet of jelly babies and it wouldn't affect you. With me, up on the ceiling, they could have, they could have scraped me off. Not in the same way... No, people shouldn't be eating jelly babies, but firstly, but it is like having that... Dr- I didn't eat a whole packet. There were four left in it. I did not so eat the whole packet. I know how many were left in there. There were four left in there, I know. There was a black one, a green one, a yellow one, and another black one. And I... because they're my favourites. And I normally bite the heads off, because I love biting the heads off. And then and then I like to see if it can melt in your mouth. But they were Haribo jelly babies. They weren't Bassett's jelly, but they were Haribo jelly babies. Yeah. Uh, where is the most unemployment, the jobless rate... The 20 black spots in the country, Uh, Croydon is very popular at 33.3%. I spent a week there once. It was horrible. Uh, Lewisham, 35.8%. That is the highest. In Lewisham, in London, 35.8% is the uh, the jobless black spot. Is it because people don't want to work? Or is it because people say, I'm not going out to get a job? Because I keep thinking that there are jobs out there if you're intelligent enough to get them. It's no good turning up going, yeah, because like, I want a job. And, and having sort of an attitude, because nobody's going to employ you. If I had a company, I wouldn't employ somebody like that. You're looking for somebody who's going to give 100%, who's going to be committed, who's going to be, you know, selling the, the brand. And and some people who just wander in say yeah. And you go, um, um, yes, uh, what a job. And you think, well, no, sell yourself. Don't be stupid. You know, I watch them all in, in Twickenham, because we have the college there. And you're welcome. Is this your Yasser Arafat look today? No, it's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. Monday. What you're am I going to wear? Gonna wear. <laughs> I have the same problem, as you can see. <laughs> Did you put that on with a pink sock? No, I didn't put it on with a pink Sorry. sock. No, I didn't. It's supposed to be this colour. Is it? And it's not pink, it's lilac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure what... When I, every time I get it out and it comes back <laughs> from, from the uh, the washing and ironing service... I always look at it thinking, was it washed with, you know, a red jumper or something? Cause I, and then I think, no, I did buy it this colour, but it just stands out among all my other shirts. I don't know why. It's all a bit odd, actually. I do like I've got some shirts to collect today. And scarves. I've got scarves. I took my scarves in the other day, because I said to Thomas, who's in the other dry... I've got two dry cleans. I've got Elaine in one, who's looking after the, the washing and the ironing side of it. And then we've got Thomas in the other one, because I feel a certain loyalty. And he's, he's looking after the other bits, for me, And so I took some scarves in there. And also, he sewed a button on. He's a bloke, but he sewed a button on. I haven't actually checked as to whether... I mean, because it's... Well, I don't think men, men can sew buttons on. It's like women. Women Women can't, uh, unfortunately, uh, be referees, can they, at football matches? They, they, they really can't. Well, that's what you would think. Because the other day, two Sky people uh, had to apologise. Uh, because they were rather stupid, and we'll tell you which numpties they are after this. These are the headlines. There are calls for an independent inquiry into Scotland Yard's dealing of the phone hacking scandal. Over the weekend, it emerged Gordon Brown claimed he may have been targeted while he was Chancellor. A man will appear in court later charged with the murder of Joanna Yates. Vincent Tabak is accused of killing the landscape architect last month. And Lord Coe has warned Britain's reputation in international sporting circles would be trashed if Tottenham is chosen as the preferred bidder to occupy the Olympic Stadium. Tottenham and West Ham will find out which of them will be the preferred occupant of the stadium after the 2012 Games on Friday. Let's so have a check on the uh, roads for you. Jay louise you. Conversation with me, Nick Ferrari, this morning from seven. So here they were, two of sport's so-called numpties. And unfortunately this time it's Andy Gray and Richard Harry Hands Keys. Now we remember Richard Hairy Hands Keys because he gets them waxed now. Because frankly he looks a bit like Godzilla. But anyway, all of that to one side and far be it from me to start throwing mud around. Yesterday, two of football's most ho- pro- high-profile broadcasters were forced to apologise after being caught joking that the official would need the offside rule explaining to her. Sky Sports host Richard Keyes and top pundit Andy Gray were also recorded discussing West Ham United executive Karen Brady, the apprentice spa, uh, star known as football's first lady, in a disparaging manner. In off-air remarks during the build-up to the Wolverhampton Wanderers game against Liverpool on Saturday, the pair were taped questioning whether Sean Massey, an assistant referee, would be able to cope. Keys joked, somebody better get down there and explain offside to her. Glasgow-born former striker Gray says, Can you believe that? A female lineswoman. Women don't know the offside rule. I mean, you can't believe that he's that stupid, but he quite clearly is. Former breakfast show Keys replied, Of course they don't. I can guarantee you there'll be a big one, offside call today. Kenny Dalglish, England's manager, Liverpool manager, will go potty. This isn't the first time, is it? Didn't we have one before? Later on, Keyes referred to Miss Brady's newspaper column, telling Grey, the game's gone mad. Did you hear charming Karen Brady this morning complaining about sexism? Do me a favour, love. Now, if they'd been talking about gays or, or black people in sport, they'd be taken out and hung up to dry... You'd be, you'd be whipping them from afar. Because it's about women, nobody cares about these two sexist old dinosaurs. Far from being, you know, football's most high-profile broadcasters, quite clearly, complete and utter prats, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Gray and Richard Keyes, um, when, when they were contacted by the Mail on Sunday, because this started the other day, Keyes said he had no recollection of the detail of the conversation. I know, love. That's why it was recorded. When he was told that a recording existed, he said, if you have a tape, you don't need me to talk to you. Oh, dear, little wussy person, aren't we? Little Oh, it's OK, we're only talking about a girly. Miss Massey, who's engaged to a fellow referee and lives in Coventry, would not comment on the row the other day. A spokesman for Sky Sports said the comments reported today are not acceptable. They were not made on air, but we've spoken to Richard Nandy and, and told them our views and they've apologised and expressed their regret. Well, it's funny, actually. I mean, so, so when sort of Richard Keyes is mentioned, he just dismisses it like, oh, go away, go away. I tell you, matey, if you'd said this about anybody else, you'd be picking up your P45. But because it's only about women... Who cares? Doesn't matter, does it? Girlies can't do anything. Oh, one of your drivers, Richard, turns out to be a woman. And she goes, oh, I'm terrible, too. I'm a woman. Let's just crash into her and we'll go into our nails, shall we, somewhere? Stupid men, honestly. Mind you, you do worry about these old dinosaurs, Andy Gray and Richard Keyes. Where will it all end for them? Answer is, who cares? Who cares? But, as I say, if they'd said it about anybody... Can you imagine if they said it about, who oh, is another black footballer? Can you imagine? Oh... Or, how, how, you know, do you, think, do, you think, do you think she's a lesbian or something? You know, I mean, that, that kind of talk. Stupid men, honestly. Stupid, stupid men. Here's Ulrika Johnson. She was at the British Comedy Awards because she's very funny. Very funny. In fact, she is really looking... Everybody else was wearing party dresses. Ulrika wearing her I'm going out looking for somebody kind of look where she can't stand straight. She's wearing leather trousers. Not really at your age, popsikins. I mean, it's very sweet, but you're just way too old for that. And also, too haggard now. But uh, she has spent £11,000 on cosmetic surgery. Get your money back. Get your money back. You, you don't want to go too thin. It's, it's, you know, and if you've got that sort of scrawny last turkey in the shop look on your neck, put a, you can get some nice scarves that you put round now. And they make it look, at, or, or, you know, a collar or something. I don't know. You know, just anything to make it look a little bit, little bit better. Apparently, according to uh, all the experts, staying fat may be better for your health. Oh, thank God for that. Oh, well, there you go. More biscuits for me, matron. So that's good news, isn't it? I bet you're all worried. You're going, oh, I was so worried about being fat today. Nope, it's good for your health. My chemist, Mr Mr. Shah, is going to be delighted at this one. You just stay fat, Steve. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. No, it won't be. Paul Daniels has made his wig disappear on eBay for £1,100. He's also selling a load of other stuff. He says he's clearing clutter, but his career has lost its magic. Actually, there's been a couple of magic stories recently. There was one that didn't quite make the papers, but it certainly made the papers in America. The world-famous Magic Castle over there has had to get rid of one of its members. Why did they get rid of one of their members? Somebody who is well-known in magical uh, circles didn't make any of the papers over here because he put a hidden camera in a female magician's changing room so he could photograph her changing. So they have kicked him out. He's a pervert quite clearly. He does children's shows and stuff like that, and his website is still up and running, but the Magic Castle have said it's unacceptable. They've reacted very, very quickly, and strangely enough, magic websites all around the world are talking about him, going, who'd have guessed he was a pervert? Well, they don't exactly go around with big signs on there going, pervert. We've had it on the underground before. Do you remember that man who was caught some years ago? He had a paper bag, sorry, a carrier bag, with a camera in it pointing up, and he would put it on the ground by women. And you think, no, no, no. I think we hang you with the benefit fraudster as well. Really not very nice at all. And uh, One Hyde Park is still there. Now, I was thinking about buying a flat, but the Candy Brothers will not do me a discount. They start at £6.8 million, and they go up to something ludicrous like £120 million. Pounds. Now, to be honest with you, um, I wouldn't want to live in a place where it's got iris recognition, panic rooms and bulletproof glass... You know, if I want to live in a place, I'm hoping that it's going to be nice and peace and tranquil. And I've looked at the picture. It does look very nice. But there's a better place in Mayfair. Oh, my God. On Knight Frank's website, uh, there's a house there in Mayfair. And I think it's only, I mean, if you were thinking of buying me something for a birthday or a Christmas present, or perhaps just for a loved one that you listen to on the radio every morning, this one comes in at about 19 million. And it's a a nine-bedroom townhouse in Mayfair, which needs a bit of a refurb. But to be honest with you, it's got the most beautiful wooden carved staircases. It's got Jacobean ceiling. It's got everything. You could lose her in it. I mean, she could be the housemaid. You know, you could ring, you could ring, bing, bong, and she could ring, bong, 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 bong. But she could run downstairs and go, yes, sir, I'll just tell the master your ear. And then you could, she could invite you into the main hall and you could sit there because it looks wonderful. And it's right in the middle of Mayfair. And I've looked at it a few times thinking, if you had that much money, if you could afford, say, to buy in One Hyde Park... And you were gonna spend, say, twenty five million to live in a flat. For nineteen million you can live in a nine bedroom house. The only downside, no garden. But there again, why worry about it? You've got so much room in there, you could plant your own grass upstairs. That's a joke, don't make me say it. And and but it's lovely and it's got wooden and it's got low ceilings, and I could see it with rugs in there, and she could have a little like a little maid's outfit on. It could be like upstairs, downstairs. I'm quite into getting into an outfit recently. I was thinking more Straight jacket i wasn 't actually thinking, you know maids out, there. I thought straight jacket, and perhaps you know we could have you swinging in the hall, and every time we pass you, we could just give you another swing. you know you could go backwards and forwards, and but it, but the house looks lovely it 's got this big, solid wooden staircase that goes up, and these beautiful carved Jacobean ceilings with all this pl- it looks beautiful, it really does. If I had the money, would I buy it, or would I want to move to Essex and live down with all the numpties there from the only way is Essex, because the truth of the matter is that they 're not representative and' of nice places. But I'd be worried about security. I'm not sure I want to live in a flat where there's iris recognition and bulletproof glass. I mean, who the hell's that going to attract? I mean, the only people would be on the run despots, I suppose, who'd be going, oh, it's safe in here. Nobody can blow us up. Mind you, the rest of us in the flats are going, oh, my God. It's far too dangerous. Far too dangerous. Especially as, as the Linekers might move in. I mean, you don't want him and her, do you? Well, you certainly don't want, uh, don't want her. That's a fact. Uh, so, in the paper today, just quickly, if you've just woken up, flying saucers and life on other planets does not exist. The, uh, all the experts have now come out and said, don't worry, there is nothing out there. Might be a little bit of water, but there's no little green men. There's no cities on other planets. It's all just fantasy, and it's, and it's quite sweet. Um, and... What is about to transform British television? Answer, product placement. Simon Cowell on American Idol has got a big glass in front of him with the sponsor's logo on it. And it's because they're paying him oodles of money. And you're going to see it everywhere. In Coronation Street, you're going to be standing there and there's going to be a bit about... And Ken's going to walk in and go, do you know, I've just tried to download the latest app on my iPhone. And you're going to be going, has he just said iPhone? Yes, he has, because they'll be paid... The staff and the the people there will not be paid any more money... I, myself, am sitting at a beautiful Formica desk this morning. I'm wearing my gorgeous Marks & Spencer's jeans with matching socks and pants and a pink shirt because I washed it with some red underwear. My hair is coiffured beautifully by Paul Daniels and you can buy my hair on eBay. It's only available at £22. I'm speaking into a microphone made by a company who make microphones called Dynamic. It's worth about £1,500, but today you can get it and call this number now and we'll give you further details on how you can sponsor The Steve Allen Show on LBC. C97.3. It's not far off it. It's not far off it. In America, they've had presenters reading ads for ages. So halfway through, and here's a great story about Simon, why not go down to Car Mart? Get your car today. It's, it's that kind of stuff. It's not far away. It's not far away. And very shortly, presenters will be reading their own adverts. In other words, depending on how successful the presenter is, they will be reading... I mean, I will be immensely rich. Some presenters will be starving. I will be very rich, because it depends on how big the audience is, which determines whether the advertisers want to go with you. And if the advertisers want to go with you, who knows? From here, to eternity, and probably beyond, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God, it's a space story. Morning, team. Weather forecast for today. Cloudy. Mostly dry, a little light rain or drizzle, mainly during the morning. Oh, typical, isn't it? Mainly during the morning. It's always the time, isn't it? You think, I, I got up this morning and I look out and I think, looks as though it's rained a bit. And uh, my driver, Mohammed, said, oh, it's rained a bit. And I said, OK, fine. I didn't bring my umbrella. Because I've lost my little umbrella. I need to go and buy a little umbrella today. Because the last one blew inside out. Uh, the high today, 7 degrees, which is warmer than yesterday. Nice to be company. It's LBC. Saskia celebrates a birthday today. It's 16... How lovely, honestly. Not that much younger than me, actually. So, 16, many happies of the day from mum and dad and family. And Noreen says, um, if you don't know who's out of the skating, it's Richard Arnold. Sorry, Richard Arnold. Stephen Arnold. Why would Richard Arnold be skating? It's Stephen Arnold from Coronation Street, the butcher with the high-pitched voice. Yes, did, did they not, Noreen, say to him, you're useless? Did they not do something along the lines of, uh, you're useless? So, he's out, poor soul, honestly. They, they kill him in Coronation Street. They've killed him in the, uh, in the skating. Comedy Dave's still not funny, I'm afraid. So, we're not doing anything in that department. But the good news is he's hoping it will launch his career. As what? I've got no idea. But certainly nothing funny. Elton, uh, loves being, um, a dad... Well, that's good news, isn't it? And uh, Simon Cowell was the target of gay jibes at the British Comedy Awards. This is Jonathan Ross, who was uh, hosting. They were doing it uh, live, but they always say that to try and make people think there's going to be an edge. It doesn't matter whether it's edgy or not. If it, if it crosses over into the legal side, then it doesn't matter whether it's edgy, live, recorded, pre-recorded three weeks ago. It still means you can get yourself into trouble. Adrian Childs has his own wardrobe assistant... Uh, but that's quite normal for anybody in television. Every single person in television has their own... If, if you're the presenter of a programme, there'll be a wardrobe assistant. And it can be uh, Linda. It can, there's all sorts of people out there who, you know, even Alan Titchmarsh, she has a wardrobe assistant, somebody who will get his clothes out or will go shopping for his clothes. They, they will, they're paid by the celebrities, and they will go out and, and sort out all the, the clothing for them for the series. They'll organise the suits and the ties. And they will make sure it's all ironed and pressed. So that they... You don't seriously think these celebrities stand there and have to do their own. They don't. They have people who do it for them. Over on EastEnders, there'll be a wardrobe department. So, if I mean, I have the same here. I have the same... You know, I'm one of the lucky ones. Not every presenter... Is- Petri has fought for this for weeks. weeks. She's not got it. I come in here. I have a... I make them believe I'm just one of them, but I'm not. I've got, uh, down the end of the building, you go down the corridor, and there's a place that says, time back. It's got nothing to do with anybody in there. But I go in there, and there's all the outfits for me. I can pick out my own outfit and, and, and go and wear it, and that kind of thing. I do love the picture. You have to look at the picture of the Daily Star today. You might not want to buy it, because it, it is generally a pile of rubbish. But it's a picture of Jordan, the Strider horse. And the horse looks more frightened than she... Look at the picture of this horse's face. It's a case of going... What the <laughs> hell's on my back? Bizarre, funny. deluded woman with funny fur hat on. What is she wearing? I know, I know. But, uh, I know, I know, I know. Oh, dear. Uh, Wendy Toms was the other female assistant referee nearly 15 years ago. Didn't Ron Atkinson over a similar altercation commenting about a black footballer and his career was ruined? It was till he started turning up on programmes. Don't you remember, didn't they put Ron Atkinson on something? And you think, some of these dinosaurs... So it was on. Was it come dine with me? I think it was... All, oh, he did something like that. He did the jungle. And they went, oh, because he's sort of controversial. So, in other words, if I come up with something controversial this morning, then it means I could become a celebrity. But how ludicrous. What, what's, you know... So you're known for it. I, I guarantee you anything. The woman who's on the front of the Daily Mail today, the single mother who tells of trysts with Tory leader. I mean, to be honest with you, what sort of person is she... Woman sleeps with man, sells story. Hello? There's a name for something like that, isn't there, love? You know, you're not exactly making it difficult. You know, have you heard the word no? Did he pin you to the floor? Did he drag you off by your hair? You know, no. You just quite clearly saw pound signs. I mean, it's immensely tacky. The papers are just full of it, I'm afraid, at the moment. It's just absolutely awful. Uh, Jensen Button is having a very quick garage sale. He's already flogged his Bugatti Veyron. Do you know, I wouldn't have the faintest idea what a Bugatti Veyron... It sounds like something that you get. It's just words. But apparently he's also parted with a BMW for 30000 And he's also got a special edition Nissan. (laughs) So? I mean, should we be surprised by this? A Bugatti Veyron, the world's quickest car at 253 miles an hour. I'm sorry, you can only do 70 miles an hour in this country. What's the point? Might as well have a rocket, mightn't you? It's not going to make any difference. Where can you drive it? And uh, this one here is the Nissan, 196 mile an hour Nissan. How naff. How naff. Apparently, the Japanese car given a special matte, back pl- matte black paint job. This is one of these revolting paint jobs that certain people think is really fashionable. It's where it just looks like it hasn't been polished. It looks like your car has come in and they haven't taken the wax off to make it look nice. And so he's, he's got one of those. But obviously he's not, he doesn't think it's all that because he's selling it. If you thought it was all that, you'd be driving around in it, but he's not. Kerry Katona, last night, hit back at claims she's a marriage wrecker. No, but she's certainly odd. She's certainly very peculiar. It's just anything to be in the papers again, because here she is out with Kevin. Kevin is her trainer. Perhaps her hairdresser needs to take to court for crimes against hairdressing. It's the worst haircut I've ever seen and makes her look so ancient. Uh, Prince Harry has started snorting rum, apparently. This is the way that... Some clubs do it now. I don't know if you saw on the television the other day, but they had some young people in Ionapa, you know, which is not, not for, for us over the age of 25. It's mainly for sort of people from up north, Lancashire, and, you know, anywhere around Blackpool. And you just go and you get very drunk and you make a complete fool of yourself. And what they do with their drink, they inhale it through their eyes. Have you heard of this before? Apparently, it is highly dangerous. You're putting alcohol into your... I've never heard anything like it. I've never seen anybody so stupid. But here is Prince Harry snorting neat rum. Idiot. Idiot. Uh, Andy Gray and Richard Keyes again here. Otherwise known as two of those silly little old men. Silly, silly little boys. And aliens definitely do not exist. They've now said that uh, even if other planets did support life, it would be impossible for man to make contact. And so, and th- th- thank God for that. Now we can do away with all the silly comics and all the silly loonies who go onto the websites and go and do little pictures of aliens, which generally, they, 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 they don't know where, th- where they get these from, apart from filmmakers. Because filmmakers predict them as little green men standing there with no clothes on. Some of them wear clothes. And some of them have animal skins underneath. And when you peel off the fake human face. Underneath that, there is, uh, there is an animal. And it's all a bit lally type But people like to believe in things like... It's like people want to believe in Star Trek. But I do remember people saying, don't forget, by the year 2000 we're all going to be whizzing around in little space cars. And of course it's absolutely rubbish. Here's little Mark Wright, the grinning nerd himself. Uh, after taking two foxy babes back to his rather pokey little flat, I thought, a little bit too static for it actually to be owned by a bloke, uh, he then uh, took up with Playboy model Kayla. Uh, Rumour has it in the business, she was paid to appear down there. Anything to get publicity because they're making the television programme again and they need an audience. And at the moment, it's a little bit difficult. News headlines this morning, it's Sam Pittis. Scotland Yard. With me, Nick Ferrari, this morning from Seven. <laughs> morning, everybody. Uh, also at the paper today, apparently, Kelly Osbourne, dreary old baggage of the First Order, in and out of rehab, out of rehab, in rehab, out of rehab, fat bird losing weight, thin bird, fat bird, oh, yeah. has ended one of show business's longest feuds between Sharon and Madonna. Do we not realise that Sharon Osbourne seems to have feuds with everybody? You know, and, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I just think it's desperately sad of the whole Osborne family that, A, they're all filthy-mouthed. I mean, absolutely disgusting. Uh, you know, it's the sort of thing you just don't expect from people. Uh, apparently, peace has broken out because Kel, I'm assuming that's the short name for Kelly, although I've got a few others, is set to become the face of Material Girl. It's a clothing line launched by Madonna. So, Madonna, clothing... Hello, what's going on here? And so, anyway... Imagine uh, her daughter Lourdes, who admitted she was a huge fan, of style icon Kelly. Style... Kelly Osbourne? Yeah, style icon for tents and bags and anything that goes overhead. You know, and keeps her mouth covered up. Good Lord, I've never... En- Apparently Sharon's not been shy in criticising Madonna. I mean, Sharon's an old has-been. You know what Sharon's like. It's all fake. She used to be the fattest thing on the planet. And now she's, you know, one of the thinnest things. And it's good, but I'm sure all these feuds are made up of the paper just to get people interested. Because, to be honest with you, to call Kelly Osborne a style icon is just ludicrous. She's never been a style icon for anybody. And who do you think Fern Cotton's biggest style icon is? I mean, not that you ever think that Fern Cotton... Exactly, we don't care. Joan Collins. And the reason is that DJ and presenter... Have you seen her presenting? I mean, I'm sorry. Lame, lame. It is like, wow, fab. Ooh, groovy. all that. I mean, it is a bloke in a frock, isn't it? Tell me it's a bloke in a frock. In a frog, she's just launched her own makeup range. I mean, you can go to any river and get mud. I promise you, it's not difficult. You scrape it up and you pfft, on your face, and then you go pfft, like that, and that's where your eyes are, and then pfft, that's where your mouth is. She's launched a makeup range. I mean, who oh the di- who buys this stuff? Have you noticed? I've said this before, and I'm now getting really, really worried, because you girls will buy any old rubbish. You know, you'll buy celebrity perfume. Because 90% of celebrities have nothing to do with it. They just put their name on it. You've already discovered, I keep trying to explain to people, Jordan has never designed anything, written anything. She's done colouring in. She can do colouring in. She's not very good at keeping within the black lines, but she, you know, she, sometimes, if she's in the right frame of mind, she can do some colouring in. And, and yet people go and buy it and they go, it's Jordan's book, and you go, she never wrote it. She'd, ever, she'd never written anything. She can't design anything. She never designed jewelry. She'd never done anything at all. She just it's just the name Jordan. You know, it's like sort of Otis Ferry, you know, why, why name your son after a lift? You know, it's it's the kind of thing. And then Fern Cotton. I mean, so was, was there any evidence of Fern ever being able to design makeup? And what do you need to design about makeup? You've either got lipstick, eyeshadow, foundation or mascara and or hair coloring. And I think that's already been designed, hasn't it? Or do you just mean that they've put her name to it? Fern. Fern uses... F- of course she doesn't. None of these people use their own stuff. They would use everything else. I remember going out and seeing somebody once. I said, but you're paid by so-and-so. They went, yeah. I said, would you use the stuff? She said, don't be so silly. Of course I wouldn't. <laughs> it's cheap. That's why I, d- I don't, don't wear it. And, of course, the, the celebrity gets paid gets paid money. And that, that's how it works. So, you know, they have their little launches and they invite on a few other numpties and that, that's it, I'm afraid. Stacy Solomon uh, is pictured being carried on stage at GAY by Jeremy Joseph. You have to ask the question, Jeremy. I'm sorry, gay club Stacy Solomon. Is it a bloke? Is it a bloke? Are you telling me it's a bloke? Come on. What was she doing there? I love the way they go, and Stacey looked fabulous in her. you know, a slip to the, uh, up to the thigh skirt. And you think, they're not gonna, they're gay men. They're not going to be remotely interested. In, I mean, she could stand there, start naked, and nobody would care. Colleen Rooney has broken down. Apparently, an evil blogger attacked her and husband, uh, Wayne. Apparently, he said, uh, Rooney's so and so deserves better. He obviously slept with the prostitutes because you're so and so in bed. Well, the trouble is. You just expect that from people who do blogs. <laughs> they just do... It. They are generally very lonely people. I've said before, people who write that... Do you remember the person who wrote about... Yeah, I wrote, yeah but my blogs are funny. My blogs are funny, funny, funny. I wouldn't write something like this on my blog. My blogs are funny. My, my blog... When I, when I write my blogs and I sit down and I sort of, I compose it during the... I make little notes. I'm going through the programme. sure will tell you this. I, I sort of, I, I write down... I think, oh, that was funny. I write down a key word... And then later on, I sort of I think, what do I write that down there for? Dice. What have I written that for? You know, I can never remember anything. Or croissant. I think, oh, I'm ordering a breakfast, aren't I? And um, so I, I write them down, and they became very funny. But we had a short while ago, Kim Marsh, and somebody wrote something about her, and I'd have gone to the police with it straight away. Absolutely no hesitation. You know, unless these people make these things up, if somebody's actually written that... You go straight to the police, you have them arrested, you take them to court. So so you don't waste any time with it. Ruin their life completely. Drag them into court. You suddenly realise what big girls' blouses a lot of them are. And it turned out, this particular one was a young girl, and she said she's written to apologise. I thought, I bet you it's not a young girl. It'll be some little sad, dribbling bloke in a pair of corduroy trousers who thinks he's being really clever. But in fact in fact you can you can get him into court and if, if he writes as something most of them have got about five or six identities they write under different names they're mentally ill they, they're not all there so you take him to court that's what you have to do and colleen in this one here because you've actually once if it's written on a computer easy peasy to find easy you take him to court don't be stupid colleen don't, don't waste time going to a silly newspaper You take them to court and you expose them, because then the police can seize their computers and they can find out who else they've written to. They won't have just written to you, they'll have written to loads of other people. They will have written to everybody who's ever lost a child or anything like that, and they'll have written filth. And so you take them into court. You know, like the woman with the cat. Oh, I didn't really mean that. Yes, you did, you lying old bag. Of course you did. You did it because you're not all there in the head and you need teaching a lesson. It's like, you know, it gets, oh, I'm sorry, I was a benefit fraudster. Why? Because I needed the money to feed myself. No, you're just a thief. Makes me laugh. You get people who thieve from libraries. And then, years later, they send the the fine back. And you think, what's the point of that? No, hang them. Hang them. So much easier. Uh, Here it is. Oh, dear. Theresa McQueen. No, me neither, I'm afraid. Me neither. But, anyway, apparently it's been a tough few months... Uh, for Hollyoaks, Wo- Holly teen tearaway, Teresa McQueen. And there's a picture of her. I mean, oh, that's the character's name, is it? Oh, the actress is Yorgie Porter. I'm sorry, dear. I mean, it's, it's very sweet, but you look... She, she's very tiny, isn't she? Yorgie Porter. And you're wearing old lady's hair. I don't want to say this, but the other day... And it, it grieves me to mention this, because I'm not... As you know, I'm not a bitter person. I'm not the sort of person who criticises people on television, but when I saw poor Eamon Holmes's wife presenting this morning the clothing, dear, Pat Phoenix, 1963. It's very lovely if you want to dress like a barmaid from the Rovers' return from the 60s, but if you really want to be a bit of a fashionista, don't wear anything with a ruff down the front of it. You look like a, a reject from Acorn Antiques. I can't believe that Fatboy Fat actually let you wear that on screen. Don't wear it. Some of these people need, you need to say to them, listen, that outfit is wrong, wrong, wrong. Most things that Colleen Nolan wears on Loose Women, wrong. They're just, they're outfits for much older people. Much older people, Colleen, and much slimmer people. Don't you know, we know you've got a big chest, we know you go on about it all the time, and we know that you've got a marvellous husband. We know that because you tell us about him every day. In fact, actually, strangely enough, they've got Linda Bellingham in the paper today on why she feels sexy at 60. Now, I see no reason why you shouldn't be sexy at 60, but unfortunately, poor old Eamon Holmes's wife is looking quite dowdy. The outfit she was wearing the other day, a white blouse with a ruff. Now, if you're on television and you're selling a funky programme that's doing waxing on men with Louis Spence... You don't wear white things with ruffs on. They're for barmaids from Acorn Antiques, and even prior to that, don't wear it, Okay, I'm just advising you, because I think maybe Carl needs telling down there. Exactly whoever's in charge of wardrobe, change them. So, Linda feels very sexy at 60. This is Linda Bellingham. Let's face it, she's had a fair share of upsets and... All sorts of uh, things like that. And who's in and who's out, according to Jim Shelley? I'm afraid very much out at the moment is poor Lauren Laverne in this dreadful 10 o'clock live. I say here, what on earth is she doing on the show? She is neither interesting nor funny nor clever. And somebody said perhaps she needs the work. I I just don't know why she's on there. The whole thing is a bit of a disaster. Jamie's 30-minute meals... Let's say, say that's about the attention span. Some of it I like, but the book turned out to be misleading in the fact that many of these recipes you cannot achieve in 30 minutes. They said on some of them it was two and a half hours. So, but I mean, never let it spoil a good book, which has been the fastest-selling book, I think, of all time. LBC... Morning, very Nice to have company. Do you think that product placement, then, should be a feature on British television? You can tweet me on LBC 973. So, when I say product placement, product placement is along the lines of, oh, hello, Pauline, you know, or something like that. What's well, a nice iPhone you've got there? And then you would sort of... And then they go, that's product placement. It has appeared on EastEnders before, product placement. I told you the story of how I was watching it, uh, one day, and they were homing in on Royal Jelly, and it was on Pauline's table, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Memory, like a sleeve, isn't it? I thought, the moment you got up from the chair, I thought, oh, God. Anyway, so <laughs> they do this product placement uh, on this thing, and, and I remember thinking, that's a bit odd. But strangely enough, by the time the programme came to the repeat, it had been taken out. So obviously there was some backhander for a producer or something like that going on, because it was just so blatantly obvious, and I noticed things. But you're going to see more of it. You're going to see it in all sorts of programmes. At the moment, you can see it in, in television programmes anyway. Uh, somebody will hold something up or they'll be doing, oh, I was doing this and that. It's, it's whether it becomes blatant. If it's just casually and I say to you, do you know, I was, I was looking at my phone the other day and I was trying to download this app. That's not product placement. That's just me telling you a story. I'm not paid by anybody to mention anything at all. I'm not given anything free. I always make sure because you, you have to very much be on your guard. Somebody says, well, listen, if, if I give you this, will, will you mention it? You get well, I can't really. I can't really do that because it's just not, the, uh, just not the sort of thing. And, uh, but on television, they'll be taking the money and they'll be doing product placement. I mean, I know people who do it in films. It's been going on in films for ages. You'll see the character holding a tin of Coke or holding this or that phone will be prevalent. In fact, even in E.T., the little, the little professor, the little spelling machine, that, that was product placement. People pay good money to get that on there. You know, and then you have to go, you know, phone home, E.T., phone home. Uh, 84850, uk. So, do you think product placement should become a feature on British television? A little bit like, sort of, Adrian Charles, but without the audience kind of thing, because I don't know what to do with him, even on the Sunday night show, which is a, a pointless, less topical version of daily shows like The Right Stuff. Garsely. It really, it's lost its way, the right stuff, I'm afraid. They had this... Uh, is it Hardeep Singh presenting it? Proving once and for all that the man is a complete buffoon and can't present for love nor money, I'm afraid. You remember after he was dropped from the one show, after, let's just call it, an incident, which I had to come back to. Even life from Studio 5 has plumbed some new depths I didn't think possible. Thank goodness it's being put out of its misery. The other one he's putting out of its misery is the Vanessa Felt show. Uh, the offence is called... Malicious communications. If you send nasty messages via the internet phone or any other telecom, it is arrestable and the police will seize the modem. But actually, it's, it's great. There is a, up at um, Notting Hill police station, we have some very friendly police officers and they deal with things like that. So if ever you get anything malicious, don't deal with it yourself. Don't ever respond to anything. You take it straight to the police. You have them in court. Uh, you have your day. And then you find out who they are. And then the police will discover, as they do in many of these cases, that these people have history. They don't ever do it as a one-off. They don't ever do it as a one-off. They've always done it loads and loads of times. They've sent to loads of people. Incidentally, James O'Brien not here today. He'll be sicky-poos. So James Max will be here at 10 o'clock this morning after Nick Ferrari at uh, 7. Darren's back with us for some ideas of where to go. Morning. Morning to you. Morning. Where are we it's off to be- today?
1: Well, it's going to be a big year this year in comedy. Hmm. So I thought we'd have a look at some of the, uh, the comedians that are doing the rounds of this year and the tickets are now on sale on... Uh, Monday next week at the Lyric Theatre in Charlottesbury Avenue. It's called The Horn Section. And this is Alex Horn gathering a whole uh, array of comedians and a jazz ensemble as well to accompany the night. And his guests include Tim Vine, who I know is a favourite. Oh, girl, yes, absolutely.
0: He? He's just done um, uh, um, Pantomime in, in Richmond.
1: Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Well, he's now doing the Lyric Theatre in Charlottesbury Avenue. Tim Key, Bruce Airhead, the Impop Brass, and Mark Watson. Don't miss that. As I say, tickets now on sale. Kevin Eldon there, he, we used to see him on TV all the time. I haven't seen him for ages. You remember him in Hot Fuzz, like comedy?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Movie. He's at the Soho Theatre on the 7th of February. Russell Howard, he's down at the O2 on the 19th and 20th of February. Now that holds about 10,000 people, so he's going to be performing to 20,000 people over two nights. Mm. Think of the money.
0: Yes, I was talking to somebody the other day about about how the whole comedy genre... In fact, I talked to Alan Carr about it, which you can download. One of my more stressful conversations. And I was saying years ago... And he, he said years ago he'd be performing to 200 people. Now you can play to 10,000 people.
1: Well, he's playing Wembley on, on the 2nd of November. Yeah. That's right, the... Wembley on the 5th of November, and the O2 on the 6th of November. Mm. So, uh, two massive nights for him. Doug Stanhope is at, Lee, Hammersmith at the Hammersmith Apollo on the 2nd of April, and uh, probably the biggest comedian of the last century, and he never made me laugh once, but I know he has a huge following. Jerry Seinfeld's playing the O2 on the 3rd of Nork and I. No, I, <laughs> I've,
0: I've, I don't, I've got a friend who's crackers for him, but to be honest, so I, I, know, I just don't lots see, people see
1: it. Following. No, nor do I, but he's going to... it will probably sell out to take Yes,
0: hotel.
1: it will. Um, it'll be a massive... He'll probably put on extra dates, I would have thought. Nah. Dylan Moran down at the Hammersmith Apollo on the 14th and 15th of July. Some other stuff, if you're not into comedy. At the moment, the London Mime Festival is on this week, finishes on uh, Sunday. If you look on their website to see what's left. If you've ever wanted to go to the Magic Circle, tomorrow is your chance to go and uh, have a look at the museum. Have a look at um, some magicians and have a little little wander around the building. It's meet the Magic Circle. Go to their website for more information on that. Have you ever been to the Magic Circle,
0: Steve? I, I've had it a couple of days down there. I am a, a master of the prestidigitation. Don't say that again after a few jelly beans. Uh, probably not. No, no, no. Don't do jelly beans. Jelly babies. Oh, jelly, baby, jelly no, babies! Okay. Yes. And I, I, uh, I, I might so... go down there wearing Paul Daniels toupee.
1: Did you buy it for a £1,000?
0: No, I, I, I thought it was probably worth it, but to be honest with you, I'd rather have had Frankie Howard's. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That was also sold, of <laughs> course.
1: M- meet the Magic Circle there in uh, near Euston. If you go to that website, if you can't make it tomorrow, there will be more of
0: those later
1: Right, you need to book, though. You do need to book. And um, I mentioned this last week, it's the press night tonight. Do you remember Tales of the Unexpected? Yes, I do. On yes. ITV? Yes. Yes. The now stage version of that opens down at the Lyric Hammers- in Hammersmith. Um, this is by Jeremy Dyson, of course, *League of Gentlemen* and co-writer of *Ghost Stories*,
0: which you're, uh, I believe, you're seeing at some point soon. Yes, I'm going to go down this week. This so, uh,
1: if you're a fan of *Rolled Dial* and *Tales of the Unexpected*, then um, you're going to like this one. It's called *Twisted Tales*. Oh, nice! And uh, a reinterpretation of his stories. So, look out for the reviews for that this week.
0: Excellent. OK, a few ideas there. Enough for you? There. Can you get a
1: book, a book for the, all of that
0: stuff? Yes, I'll probably, I'll One, probably book, two, actually, three. for the Magic Circle, I would think. Ten, eleven
1: events there. Eleven don't events. say we don't tell you where to go. I'd love to tell
0: you where all to go. Absolutely. Talk to you on Sunday. Right. Looking forward to already. Thank you. That's Darren Tossel. Eighteen minutes to seven. Uh, listening in Florida is Wendy. She says, you're right about radio presenters in America doing commercials when i first came here i heard somebody talking about their favorite restaurant it sounded so good that i booked to go with some friends and it was awful ghastly and then i learned that the presenter was paid to promote the place as a commercial yeah they have their commercials over there and and they're supposed to big them up because they're being paid for it and so you know the but uh, the, the only way that advertisers will will pay for those sort of commercials is if the program has got the audience that they want. It's no good giving it to a, you know, a, a program that doesn't have any response, whereas we know for a fact that if we mention the LBC website and the details of the LBC diary, the LBC website goes into meltdown as people go and check. If I said to you this morning there is a half-naked picture of me on the LBC website, there isn't incidentally, just in case you got a bit excited about that not too excited, uh, it, all of a sudden the site would go into meltdown. A little bit like, as we mentioned earlier on, uh, poor Adrian Childs, the one that ITV don't know what to do with at the moment. He was talking about uh, discrimination uh, against more elderly TV presenters. And then kind of a little bit later on in the programme, he was talking about Karen Brady. She's got a few miles on the clock, hasn't she? Childs grumbled. She's no spring chicken. <laughs> a valuable contribution to a debate about ageism and sexism. It's a bit like being a Sky Sports reporter at the uh, at the moment. There's a dating website which has come under attack. It's for overweight singles. It's been slammed for encouraging obesity. It is just laziness, isn't it? In, me- in many cases, you know, unless you've got a medical condition, uh, obesity is just gluttony. It's just people who want to eat. I mean, I find it horrendous, and you do too, I know, because we've talked about it before, that, unfortunately, some people can eat and eat and don't put on an ounce, and other people can eat and eat and just get fatter and fatter. And it's just grossly unfair. There's nothing you can do about it. It's like some people have hair, and some people don't have hair. And people moan about it, and they go, oh, I'm losing my hair. And you go, well, you just have to, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing worse than trying to pretend that you're not losing your hair, and you're having to do comb-overs and all that kind of thing, you know, and toupees, and shake this lotion into your hair, it'll make your hair look fuller. Nobody's going to believe it. Nobody's going to believe it at all. They're all going to think you put something on your hair. Everybody knew Paul Daniels was wearing a toupee. Everybody knew that Bruce, was wearing a toupee. You know, whereas they'd look so much better without it. So much better. Uh, this... Veyron car, we were talking about this Bugatti, costs a million pounds when new and does two miles to one litre of petrol. Yeah, but what's the point of having it? I don't... I can't think of anything that would, you know, that'd be worth a million pounds, car or otherwise. And, and, and I don't know. <laughs> Who worries about the cost of petrol? Uh, strangely enough, says Paul... Uh, Two early examples of reverse product placement. Coronation Street first started; they could not be seen to advertise. All the cans in the corner shop were shown with their own logo on. For example, Key Soup, Key Bread. Littlewoods twigged this, and their own brands were called Key Note. And when Dale started supermarket sweep, Asda rebranded many of their stores Asda Dale's. Really? I know that. I think it was Asda that paid for the supermarket, and all the products were in there. But you are right. If if you go but they they suddenly realised in Coronation Street. What? What's the matter with you? God. Dear Try and put some weight on you, looking like a dreadful advert at the moment for somebody not eating. And um I wasn't talking to Amanda, no. Okay, little short girl. Eat more, OK? Eat more. Biscuits. Good for you. So, I'm sure that when, when they did Coronation Street, they had the corner shop, and they found it very difficult not to show what the products were in there, because people would say... And then somebody else said, don't be so silly. It's a corner shop. Of course they're going to have to have Heinz Big Soup and cigarettes and all the rest of it. It's, it's not product placement. It's just that that's what you'd find in there. I still find it faintly ludicrous that Blue Peter, that bastion of aged children's presenters and some very dodgy little features, still has to cover up a cornflakes box and copy decks, which they call what do they call it? Uh, They call it sort of rubber adhesive, and fablon. They're not allowed to tell you what any of these, and this is a a fairy liquid bottle. Oh no it's not we've actually, that's sticky back plaque, we have to cover everything up, because we don't want it to be seen as product placement. How stupid do they have to be down there? Answer, very stupid. (laughs) News headlines with Sam Pittis London's biggest conversation with me Nick Ferrari, this morning from seven. Morning, everybody. Nice to every company. Ten to seven is, at uh, the time, I see 50,000... No, 500,000 more people are losing their weekly bin collections. I think we have ours done twice a week. We appear to be fairly unique in Twickenham. Appear to be fairly unique. So, twice a week, the bin is, is empty. Because otherwise, it, it just seems a bit pointless. But the, the council cutting back on it... We're still producing the same amount of rubbish, and believe you me, it never ceases to amaze me how much rubbish one person can produce in the course of a week. I mean, it, it, it just beggars belief. The amount of packaging that's on everything. You take it home and there's packaging. I, I mean, I can fill up, a, fill up a bin bag quite easily on a daily basis. <laughs> With what? I, I think because it, if, if you're cooking, not that I cook, but if, if I'm reheating. Yeah, reheating, OK. You've got packaging around there. You buy some clothes. You've got all the packaging that comes off. I mean, I bought some shirts the other day. You know, because I'm prone to doing this occasionally. And I think out of it came four plastic clips, the way it's folded, uh, a piece of plastic uh, to the shape of the shirt, a plastic uh, form. There was plastic under the collar. There was cardboard under the collar. There was cardboard that went down the back of the shirt and tissue paper. I mean, you don't really need all of that. Because I bought another shirt the other day and there was nothing. It just came with a hanger. And they would say the same. Would you like the hanger? No. And then you get home and think, I wish I'd taken the hanger. I wish I'd taken the hanger. Eight four eight five zero. And uh, Claudia says, "I work for the marketing department of a large uh, Italian coffee company, but I think, uh, still think it's better to stay away from all American-style product placement. But I'm more than happy to give you all the coffee you want for free." <laughs> <laughs> well, she says that's fine, but we can't mention it. Okay, we just have to go. Oh, that's a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> from whichever company it might happen to be, what a good idea actually it, but it, it it's true isn't it it's it's so difficult to try and work out what you think is product placement and what you think isn't and 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 it's 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 a very very gray area it's always been a very very gray area I remember once mention i was doing a, a beauty program and we happened to mention the product because you kind of have to. If you're going to talk, there's no good saying to somebody, here we are using this cream. And then all the ladies listening go, well, well, what was it called? And we go, I can't tell you because they think it's product placement. And we happened to mention this particular product and it got something like 4,000 calls in less than 15 minutes. And the program controller said, you can't, that's product placement. I said, well, it's, well, how are you supposed to do a beauty program without mentioning it? It's like doing a gardening program and not mentioning Tomerite or, you know, you could only get this particular plant which we're talking about from this particular nursery. Nobody else does it. So w- what do you do? It's like holiday programmes. They, na- they have to put up there, you know, this holiday we went with Thompson, but it all comes from Global and it comes with Blah and it comes with whatever it happens to be. Because they have to do it. And-, and prizes. It's very nice to give prizes away, but the TV companies have to buy them. At Channel 5, we used to have a prize cupboard and there was a budget for buying prizes. The, the-, the manufacturers would give you a discount, but it was never for free. I'm sure that they would have given for free, but it was, it was better for the TV companies to actually pay for it. So that's, that's, that's why, I think. Uh, talking about advertising, Janice Battersby asked for a packet of sits in the Rovers. To be honest with you, I don't know why they do Watsits, because that would be... That would me... For me, if I was watching that, that would be product placement. Because normally in, in a pub, you go in and have... Exactly, but you, but you then say... But I've never seen that before. In coronation. I've seen them going in saying, oh, and two packets of crisps. But they don't say two packets of Walker's crisps or two packets of Pringle. Or, but to actually ask for it? that's a trade name. So, I don't know. So, Laura, thank you for that one. Uh, Steve Jordan has a qualification as a manicurist. That one-day course cost several hundred pounds. Everybody passed. It was shown on the programme. Yes, I did see it. That's where she had the makeup artist wearing his fake glasses. And that's where she said, they're not real glasses, they're fake glasses. And he went, what you said that for? It's a bit like that. And, uh, and she went, well, because they are fake. Went, yeah. And so he started wearing them everywhere. A bit pointless, really. A little bit like Harry Potter. He doesn't really wear glasses in real life. They're just put on to make him look like Harry Potter. He's really Daniel Radcliffe who doesn't wear glasses. It's like Deirdre. But you're so used to seeing people with glasses on, like, like Deirdre. It used to be Deirdre Rashid. And now she's not. She's now Deirdre Barlow. She doesn't wear glasses in real life. So when you see her, you go, where are your glasses? Do you wear contact lenses? You know, like, no, I don't wear glasses. It's just worn for the... Yeah, because some people... I mean, I look good in glasses. I look good without glasses as well. But, I mean, I look good in glasses. But, of course, I can't see without them, so it doesn't really help, does it? I mentioned David Essex, who's moving into EastEnders. Will that be a, that be a good thing to see on EastEnders? I don't know. I did watch a bit the other day. It's still the same old, same old. It's still people arguing. And uh, it's... The trouble is, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's lost a lot since since Barbara left. It's just a lot of little... Ca- some of whom who can't act. I mean, I, I don't like to mention this. And do they know... Because, is it is it Bianca, who's out at the moment, um, because she's apparently gone to Florida, she's gone to prison? Well, she's not. She was in uh, Hello magazine, she's having a baby. I mean, do they not get Hello magazine in, in EastEnders? I mean, surely in Walford, why don't... She's on the front cover. That, uh, Ricky was having... Because Ricky's still the same as he was, but, I mean, really, I mean... I mean, nice but very dim. Managing the other day, not successfully, to actually eat chips out of a polystyrene box and do some acting. It was really difficult. We'd really pushed him to the limit on that one. And then he has a conversation... Comp- yeah, babe. Yeah, ba- yeah, babe. Who calls people babe now? Apart from that, that little pig uh, on the... Tel- Perhaps that's who he was talking to. I don't know. But he was, he was on the phone to... Yeah, babe. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, but she's... She's having a baby. It's, it's Hello magazine. They must be in the local corner shop. Hello magazine. You must recognise her. She's, she's quite easy to spot on the front cover. Uh, I wonder how this story will pan out. The one that we told you about. And this is Richard Keys. Uh, talking to uh, Andy Gray. They thought their microphones were off, so they were being sexist pigs, I'm afraid. Talking about, oh, I don't know, women. She knows the offside rule, shouldn't think, so... Being very disparaging. Of course, Richard Keyes has tried to play it down. Let's do hand-waxing, shall we, Richard? Let's talk about hairy men who have to wax their hands because they're so vain, and yet think it's OK to start criticising women. If it had been a black footballer, you'd have been out on your ear, mate, straight away. But they thought the microphones were off. So it goes to prove what these people talk about when they think the mics are off. If they were on, they wouldn't talk about it. So they talk about it when they're off. But of course, as somebody said to me once, there's no such thing as an off microphone. Wouldn't catch me saying anything like that. Not on this programme, really. When, the mic- when I'm out of the studio, completely different, but not in the studio. Always look on every microphone as if it's live. Because one of these days, it will be, and you can get caught out. Sadly, I've got to go now. Fatty's everywhere. Love you. And um, I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Don't forget to go to the LBC website, please, and check out the, uh, the blog. I'll be skipping through that a bit later on. And the blog, uh, the, uh, the blog and the podcast from as little as £2 a month. You, too, can download very funny programme. Not as funny as Friday, but fairly funny. In terms of funny, it's probably about a 7 or an 8 this morning. So uh, enjoy that one. Nick and the team will be with you after the news at 7. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 5. First of all, it's the Business Update with Sam Pittis.